0: This thing was not as clean as it should be, and when you put it in the mouth all night long, it could be contributing or altering or modifying, remodulating one's oral microbiome. Hi everyone, Dr. B here. Again, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast about oral health, specifically functional oral health. So a big, big part of functional oral health is the biome, and again, uh, you've heard me talk a lot about this, but this may surprise you. A source for oral microbiome dysbiosis, uh, and it goes kind of back to a, I think it was a YouTube post that my daughter and I did. This was before COVID, and we were very surprised. It was one of the the, the biggest hits we've gotten uh, in terms of needed information. So I thought I would give an update on how to clean your oral appliance. And again, now with knowledge of the oral microbiome and testing, I'll explain how they're related. Cleaning this properly, your oral appliance, is, is very, very important. And I discovered this uh, indirectly through some of the testing I've done on my oral microbiome. So let's get started. I'm just going to give you my routine and, and and justify why I think this is uh, uh, so important. So. When the bristle test first came out, I tested, I did really well. I was surprised, actually. And the halitosis score was not yet in place. But the beauty of this test is that retroactively, as these scores become available, or the ability to... uh to read the data and, and then, and then come to a conclusion based on the different types of bacteria that they see and, and other organisms. They, they, they come up with a score and I didn't do well on the halitosis score. So I thought about it for a long time. I started scraping my tongue more aggressively, more often. That helped a lot. But the other source kind of took me a while to figure out. It was my oral appliance. So I wear one every single night. It's a mandibular advancement device. It just keeps my chin forward so I don't snore. But I've had this device. It's been 12 years. Same device, just changed the rubber bands. Nothing has changed. It's gotten a little discolored. But I would always just soak it in this stainless steel container. Again, I'm not a big fan of plastic. This is on our website. you conserve makes wonderful stainless steel containers, silicone tops, and I would just change the water daily, add baking soda, sometimes uh, Castile soap, no detergents, no cleansing, uh, what are these called, uh, denture cleansers uh, or tablets, because there are chemicals in here that I'm concerned about, so it gets rinsed off. Actually, it could get impregnated in all the porous surfaces, of your device and and I just don't think we should be aggressively cleaning a device with an aggressive cleaner that could affect the the bacteria in our mouth. So so I'm going to talk more about this. I've got plenty of blog posts on this. Anyway, I'm going to talk more about it. Let's stay on point. So so this I would smell and it didn't smell great and it smelled a little bit like my bad breath, uh halitosis. And so I started pulling, you know, doing swabs off of this and growing them on Petri dishes. And this thing was not clean. It was not as clean as it should be. And it, when you put it in the mouth all night long, six to seven to eight hours, it could be contributing or altering or modifying, remodulating my oral microbiome, one's oral microbiome. So interesting, right? Anyway, so I was looking for a more natural way of cleaning this. I still use baking soda. I use distilled water. I change it daily. By the way, keep your devices soaking in clean water all day. Don't let them sit out, because when they dry, and then they get wet in the mouth again for six hours, and then 12 to 14 hours out again, and they're dry, that volumetric change of drying to being wet expansion is not good for the device. So keep it moist. That keeps it pliable. A lot of these devices are designed to be soft so that they can grip the teeth without really being painful to put in or difficult to take out. So keep them moist. That's what I was doing. Uh, I was adding some very, uh, not even a soap, a Castile soap just for kind of that minty flavor. Um, The baking soda, I would use white vinegar once a week for about 15-20 minutes. That was fine. It was definitely cleaner after that. But over time, it wasn't enough. So, anyway, what I discovered is, and actually, it was my daughter who discovered it. She sent some over. The told the company to send some over, and ironically, I clean my records. I have a. I like to listen to records. I clean my records the same way, and in my office, I clean my dental instruments the same way. I use an ultrasonic cleaner. Now, this, of course, is for home use. It's very small. It's called the dental pod. It's an English company, Zima Dental, and I've been using it now for about four or five months. And I'm literally culturing bacteria off my oral appliance after using this. The first day or two, I did use the tablets. Then I gave it a long soak. I have not used the tablet since. Again, more on that later. Uh, And just distilled water and two or three zaps of the on button i think it's a 2 or 5 minute cycle made it noticeably cleaner based on my cultures but also on the smell that that should be your your diagnostic there that should be the the tip off point if you can do that and not scrinch up a little bit and go and recoil and go oh my god that sounds that smells familiar uh that's a good sign that means it's clean so again Think about records, or most of you hopefully know what a record is. Tiny little microscopic grooves where a lot of human protein can get caught from finger touching, oils, particle dust, uh, residue from manufacturing. That all gets caught in there. My ultrasonic cleaner makes the records absolutely pristine clear and quieter and actually uh there's less wear when you play a clean record as opposed to a dirty record so so also dental instruments that is the standard of care uh, with a very strong solution of course and that is before autoclaving under pressure but the the debris has to be removed from the instruments before it gets cooked in that in that steam autoclave under pressure so This is, I have found this to be absolutely wonderful. I have no association with the company whatsoever. We do have it in our store. So you should, it's easy to find. I do recommend you buy it. You can buy it on Amazon. If you don't like it, you can return it. It's. It hasn't broken down. It lasts. It's easy to clean. It it does come with a little plug and a little wall wart. It takes up very little space. I do wish, like my professional dental instrument cleaner in the practice, the tub comes out. If you want to clean this, you have to unplug it. You have to pull the, you know, grab the whole thing, wash it out, which I do daily. That's a little inconvenient. Maybe uh, a second-gen version of this will have a removable basin or or, um, cleaning chamber. So, but anyway, highly recommend this. It's quiet. It does clean my device. And remember, I started off with a, a device that was pretty dirty to begin with. 9, 10, 11 years of wear. And in the last six, seven months, this has been wonderful. So, So I do think that a lot of bacteria and that smell, of course, and you can tell by the smell, get embedded in our devices. And if you're wearing it all night long, that could have an effect on your oral microbiome. Again, you want to have brushed your teeth and flossed. You want a nice thin biofilm You can certainly oil pull before going to bed. But you you want to be clean because at night, saliva flow drops. Your mouth may be open, even if you're mouth taping. I mean, less so. but And certainly as you get older, saliva flow is lessens at night. I mean, the saliva glands kind of shut down. They're not needed. Not fully, but your mouth will tend to be dry. And saliva is key for the oral microbiome. That is the basis for its existence. It needs that. It's a substrate. It has nutrients in it. It has minerals in it and and enzymes and all sorts of you know organisms and substances that help keep the oral microbiome viable and safe so so anyway i would recommend using that uh, after i put my device in the you conserve container i travel with this it's in water i put it into this little uh, stasher i love stashers we have them on our website as well Anyway, I've never had a blowout in luggage from this, even inside of a plane. I travel with this. I don't want to lose this and checked baggage, of course, especially if I want to sleep well at my destination. I I wouldn't recommend the tablets. Maybe if you start off like I did with a device that had years of stuff on it, give it a few zaps. Certainly use white vinegar. You can use any solution you really want in here. I think baking soda is still very viable. It it, uh, keeps the pH of the water higher as it's soaking in there and it does kill bacteria, but not because it's bactericidal necessarily. It's just that bacteria like more of an acidic environment. Anyway, I, I hope this is of some help. Most of us are wearing some form of oral appliance. We wear them for a long time, and they get pretty grungy, and they start smelling bad. So do do the smell test. I think that is, it's not very scientific, but it's very telling. And I think it's a good test for you at home without having to pull out petri dishes and cotton swabs, and then certainly get, get your oral microbiome tested. But this has helped me a lot. And I haven't found out yet, but I'm hoping that my halitosis score goes down. I'm pretty sure it will, but I will follow up with that uh, with probably another video. So again, thanks for listening. Um, if you want more information about, for example, the, the neurological effects, potential effects of efferdent, Polydent, these little tablets that uh, are sold to consumers uh, there's a prosulfate in there. They're pretty much all the same flavoring and coloring of the tablet and packaging is all different. If you overuse that, uh, certainly a lot of people confuse this for an Alka-Seltzer, you know, the blue packaging, the blue tablet, they put it in water and swallow it. They do end up in the emergency room with convulsions. Um, again, they, the companies were not forced to relabel their products. It was recommended, and I don't think they have at this point. This is something I found out a long time ago by reading uh, submittals to the FDA complaints. No conclusions made, but someone who has access to that database can start looking at, uh, for example, I'll just look up denture tablets. I'll go to the brand, and then I will look through that list, and then I'll notice, gosh, a lot of people are being admitted to the emergency room. That, that would be a complaint from a consumer. Again, no conclusion is made, but again, I did a little research. Persulfate does have some neurological effects. Probably the amounts we're using on a daily basis if used properly, but again, there are so many chemicals out there. If you don't need these, the ultrasonic, which is mechanical action, uh, that ultrasonic energy basically just slowly works away at all the debris that has been captured by your device. So again, as few chemicals as possible. We can't get rid of all the chemicals in our life, but we can try. And again, we just don't want to reach that threshold of having had too much exposure to something or to many things, whatever synergy lies in that. And uh, and then we start getting sick. So just one thing we can take off the list. So anyway, hope that was of some help. If you need more information on the persulfate issue, on our older post on cleaning retainers, keeping them clean, keeping them moist. Why you want to keep moist, don't let them dry out. They actually can change dimensionally, even volumetrically, and then they won't fit. You have spent a lot of money, I'm sure, on these devices, and you'd have to start over. So keep them moist, keep them clean. And make sure that they don't smell. I I do think these things kind of have their own little biomes, if not well taken care of. Um, As a dentist I have seen a lot of devices. Uh, (laughs) I won't get into too much detail other than I have seen just about everything. Uh, Green colored stuff, black colored stuff, fuzz. I don't want to call it mold, that would be unlikely in a wet environment. But it's amazing how uh bad these these things end and, and uh, look and smell so so keep yours clean that's good for your mouth along with this scrape your tongue and your halitosis score will improve i'm pretty sure it will so again go by the smell buy one of these units and you should be fine uh, don't use toothpaste and uh, and a toothbrush or an electric toothbrush on your devices it can be abrasive uh, it can Reduce the shine of like an aligner. You want those things to be pretty invisible when you're wearing them, and it can scratch and it can wear things down. And again, you're applying a lot of chemicals and emulsifiers and surfactants, and you could have fluoride in there, and then you put it in your mouth for six to seven, eight hours. Who knows what that exposure is equal to? So, anyway, more information go to askthedentist.com if you're looking for a functional provider that would have this discussion with you or would even think of this and be concerned about the oral microbiome, which they should be if you're dentist isn't you're not really seeing a dentist make sure you're getting all this information the oral microbiome is everything when it comes to oral health and even systemic health so the directory would be at ask the dentist com directory. Thank you so much for listening. See you in the next episode. By the way, if you're listening to this in your car or on your iPhone, just the audio portion, there is a video portion, which we will post also on our YouTube channel. So join us there as well. See you soon. Thanks for listening and uh, stay well. Thanks for listening to Ask the Dentist. This is a resonant media production produced by Drake Peterson and mixed by Mike Fry. Drop me a line at mark at askthedentist.com. If you have any comments or suggestions, I'd love to hear them. And if you liked this episode, please leave us a review on your podcast app. Thanks for listening, and especially for taking an interest in oral health. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a dentist, doctor, or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you're looking for help in your journey, seek out a qualified medical practitioner. If you're looking for a functional dental care provider, you can visit askthedentist.com/slash directory and search or find a dentist database. It's important that you have someone in your corner who's trained, is a licensed healthcare practitioner and can help you make changes, especially when it comes to your health.